Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. I'm here with two good friends of mine, Laura Cress and Thomas Bex, as always. So, how are you guys doing? It seems like uh, it seems like it's been forever that's since we last spoke. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's always about two weeks, sure, sure. Yes. <laughs> so some feel longer than others, though. Yes, it's true. That is true. Yeah, good, thanks. But in those two weeks, I have gotten my first vaccination shot. Woo! So it's been a good two weeks. Yes. Nice. Okay, well, since, since you met your Thomas, so did I. I somehow. Oh, of course. Yes, uh, you did. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, they called me kind of out of the blue. And... Uh, and yeah, I did ask him to repeat saying, is this, are you sure it's for COVID? Are you sure you got the right Dunbar? <laughs> what what else did it be for? <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I was just kind of a complete shock, but it's, uh, it, it's great. And any side effects, Thomas, uh, that's, no, you're doing okay. My cell connection is fantastic. Now I'm a 5G, uh, hotspot, so. <laughs> I was thinking, what, what's he talking about there? I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, to, to be to be fair, I don't I don't think there are just the side effects because there I, I feel like I had a lot of time when Thomas speaks. You know what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, God. No, I I didn't have um, any weird side effects. I just had a sore arm, which is normal, and uh, some fatigue, which is also normal. Anything is better than getting getting COVID or giving someone else COVID and dying or causing mm-hmm. someone else's death. So very true, uh, Laura. You're still waiting. I am. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I have. I do not have one know. yet. Okay, well, we can uh, age category than us. Yeah, although I know some people my age who've got it, so I think it just depends on whereabouts you live. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, we're twenty-three. We're similar, me and you, Laura. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not Very that flattering. much older, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've seen your hairline, Sorsha. Oh God. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's that's fair enough. You know. You know, one this for says one. Says the man with no Ch- hair. Come on. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm not pretending to be younger if than I am. We're gonna go there. Well, shall we? Shall we get started talking about adventure games? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Enough of the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Shall we start with some news then? Uh, just a few very quick things. Um, Tales of Monkey Island, first of all, is now on iTunes. Now, I didn't know this before uh, today, but it is also available on PC. It's been available the last few months again on PC because, as I'm sure people know, when Telltale went bust, they lost the rights to Tales of Monkey Island. It wasn't available for a while, but now it is back on PC. And this past week, uh, it has been released on iTunes, so people can play it on their uh, phones if they wish. Now, nice. I think it's probably still best to play on PC, but, you know, if people prefer to play their games on mobile, they have that option as well. So it is great news for more people to get a chance to play it. I think I, I played my first Telltale game on my iPad. I think that was the first uh, chapter, uh, the first chapter of uh, Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, I, it, did, it, I did. It worked pretty well, I thought. Yeah, it really took some getting used to because I was not used to that mm. kind of game. So then I, I tried it on uh, on my PlayStation. But when I really got into it was when I tried to move it in on the Xbox. That's that's when I got when I understood the the gameplay. And then I tried it again on my PlayStation, and then I really uh, really got into it. Yeah, no, it worked. It's uh, it's going to work very well. But I think it's good. It's on different consoles and different devices. 
so more people can can experience it. So that is one good piece of news, but one less good piece of news is uh, Tex Murphy, The Poison Pond, the late new game, has unfortunately been cancelled. Now, for people who don't know, this was, at least originally, a fan-made game from the people behind Chaotic Fusion, uh, and it was supposed to be a remake of Tex Murphy Overseer, which itself was a remake of, I believe, Tex Murphy Mean Streets, but it's Got, it got bigger, and the original development team, Aaron Connors, the writer of Tex Murphy Games, and Chris Jones, the um, actor who plays Tex Murphy, they got involved to help out. And uh, But just this past week, it was announced that the game is no longer in development, or at least um, for... Uh, what did I say for infinite amount of time for mm. <laughs> uh, for the <laughs> infinite future for the foreseeable future at least? Yeah. Um, now there was some kind of controversy because uh, Aaron Connors he kind of made a joke about it, and uh, it didn't go down too well with the team of Chaotic Fusion. But Aaron Connors has since apologized and said he didn't mean it. So it seems to be better now. Um, it's a shame that that game was no longer in development but Aaron Connors did say that he and Chris Jones are working on two new games. He didn't say what games they were or anything else about them but um, we shall we should, see. I guess we should say the, 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 he just made a joke about the, yes. the, it being called uh, Chaotic Fusion and it being more chaos than fusion. The, yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, so I think uh, he's apologised. Oh, he said that he he didn't mean to offend anyone. He, he thought he was making a funny joke uh, but um, he's, he realized then afterwards that he offended the people. So he has said, no, they actually were great to work with, uh, you know, speaking truthfully and genuinely. So, yeah, so important to mention that as well. And, yeah, I know I've made my fair share of jokes that have not gone down too well. So, so no, look forward to seeing what both uh, hopefully Chaotic Fusion can work on something else at least. And Aaron yeah. Connors and Chris Jones can also do something else. Uh, and also the Tex Murphy novels, so he's still working on them, which I recommend people to read as well. They're really, really uh, interesting as well. And then finally, uh, there is a trial between Epic and Apple. Um, and the other thing I want to mention that is too too long to go into that right now. But the other thing I wanted to mention is a, f- a funny story is that uh, last week as well at the court, it accidentally opened the dial-in line to all speakers, even from, it's only supposed to be to people inside the court, or this is through Zoom, so only the people kind of involved in the trial, but they accidentally opened it to uh, over 100 people. So then you had kids and Fortnite fans uh, who uh, got involved, <laughs> and uh, they started to say, free Fortnite, bring back Fortnite, and they started to play Travis Scott songs. So God. that issue was resolved very quickly. Yeah. But just that, as you know, you don't often hear that. In, you know. <laughs> yeah, you just think people would learn now with these Zoom calls. It's been like a whole year and a half or so of, of, of these kind of things going on. And even so, I think with such a huge trial like this, someone would have like <laughs> known what they were doing. But no, clearly not. Well, all I'll say is I can assure you I am not a cat. <laughs> Good. Yes, I can you, see that. Don't know if you knew that story. I did, yeah. The lawyer yes. who got the cat filter yes. on his face. Yeah, that was great, though. <laughs> and he, was, he, he was so shocked about it all. But yeah, that was great. We are going to go into reviews now. I'm, I'll be talking about the new Dark Side Detective game, A Fumble in the Dark. Thomas will be talking about Don't Forget Me. So hopefully you will remember about it ha 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 so, <laughs> uh, and Laura you were first going to go hitchhiking though 
Um, so it's, it's a little bit dangerous nowadays. <laughs> Not if you do it in a game, as I did. What can you tell us about this game, Hitchhiker, then? Yeah, uh, well, as you said, it's called Hitchhiker. It's actually it's called Hitchhiker, a mystery game, I think, because maybe there was another game called Hitchhiker, so that might be why they called it that. And it, so it is. it has actually been out a little while, but it's just come out very recently on Steam, and that's how I kind of got my eye on it. And it is, you are basically a hitchhiker, as the game suggests, and you are going on five different journeys with people in their cars or in their trucks um but it's it's not as kind of straightforward as that sounds because you don't remember who you are or why you're getting these journeys or where you're going to which is not very helpful for a hitchhiker you basically no. <laughs> start the the game starts with you in this car with this um this guy this sort of gruff uh guy um with his baseball cap and his uh, mustache uh, driving along the kind of rural roads of america and he's sort of telling you a bit about himself and then it just starts to get a bit more surreal because it's 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 all done through kind of like dialogue options um you're in the car it's all first person you can look around and look outside and the countryside is sort of changing as you go along you could pick up and interact with a couple of things in the car and in each car that you're in and you're kind of like getting the backstory of the person you're with but you kind of get the feeling that maybe all is not as it seems you don't seem to know where you're going or who you are um and each kind of driver has a story to tell and a a kind of theme i would say that there's that's uh, to do with them. I don't really want to... There's a lot I could spoil about this game, so I'm trying not to. There's different mini-games you can do throughout. So there are little puzzles. One thing had me changing radio frequencies until you got the right message. Not everything is straightforward in this. Uh, it, it starts to become quite dreamlike at times. For example, like the radio starts talking to you. It starts asking you riddles and things and you have to answer it. So yeah, it's, it, was, it was an intriguing one. It did remind me a little bit of Before Your Eyes. It reminded me a little bit about that with the kind of dreamlike way you're going about things um and like i said each chapter each chapter is probably about maybe 40 minutes 45 minutes so it's not a hugely long game i think it took me about three three hours 20 minutes something like that i would say the ending is a little abrupt i wasn't quite sure of everything that was going on i kind of piece it together when i thought about it later but i was expecting a little bit more at the end but it kind of just stopped i was like oh okay um but it was it's quite a relaxing game i would say really nice soundtrack it, you know it, it's nice to be getting about at, uh anywhere even if it's in a yeah. game at the moment so <laughs> it's kind of nice going on these long roads uh these long journeys uh, across america and, and there's one time you're in a diner another time like i said you're sort of going across more rural america another time you're in like a little suburb so it yeah it was in a very interesting game all is not as it seems in this game is what i would say and um, uh, you could go back and play chapters again once you've kind of figured out what's going on and try and piece together more what's happening. It also has some very interesting, they, they kind of go into little short tales that they tell as well, each person that uh, is driving you about, and they play out in hand-drawn cutscenes, um, which were very pretty. Some are like black and white, some are more kind of cartoon-like, and that was a different art style because the rest of the art style is kind of 3D you sitting in the car and watching everything going on so that was kind of cool to have a different sort of element to it but yeah i thought the voice acting was pretty good not amazing but it was you know it 
did the job. Yeah, I would say if you're looking for a shortish game that's maybe a bit unusual, um, but also something quite chill, you can just play. Although there's some strange elements, it's kind of interesting. I would say give it a go. It's available on quite a lot of platforms. So it's one that you could sort of pick up and play. I played it on Steam, but like I said, it's also available on that like, Switch. So you could, I think it'd be quite good to play on the Switch because, you know, you could play it whilst you're actually in a car, which would be quite fun. Ooh, um, that would be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> uh, not when you're driving. But. Yeah, yeah, no, yes, not when, don't drive it to play. Uh, Apple Arcade as well. I think that's what it first came out on Steam, obviously PS4, Switch, Xbox One. So yeah, lots of options. And it's another, I, I seem to be quite into short games, short experimental games at the moment. And I would say that definitely fits that bracket. Yeah, I was going to mention. Now, we will also be speaking about short games as our topic uh, later yes. on. And refunds with with Steam, but uh, that's, this game sounds really interesting. Because as you mentioned, it's nice to go anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> um, whether it's driving or train or anything. And the best, you know, one of the best ways we can do that now is through video games. Um, but and how long did it take you to finish the game? I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, yes. So it's th- well, it was three point six hours, and I think there's like maybe it was maybe one chapter that I was feeling a bit like, oh, okay, I kind of get what's going on here now. I'd like to move on to the next bit, but most of them. You know, they they felt paced about right. They were sort of right length. Okay. And I guess the Sorry. thing is, as well, like there's a sort of a different theme for each chapter. And obviously there's a different speaker. Like there's an old man. Um, there's a waitress that you're kind of talking to. So th- there's different people. And you're not always necessarily starting in the car either. There's one where you start at a diner and then you move to the car. So And, and the scenery is different as well. Sometimes it's nighttime, sometimes it's day. So it, it doesn't feel like... Well, I mean, I, I would say it is kind kind of like a collection of short stories they the, it's got the interactive novel element of you there are dialogue choices mm. to make with these people uh, but i think they've tried to add something a little bit extra in that you can kick a can in the car you can wind the window down you can twiddle with the radio in some instances you can look in the glove compartment so there's like things you can do whilst you're also talking to the person to make it feel not like you're just on rails having a conversation. Um, and I think that that was good to like have a bit of interactivity mm. involved as well. Cool. Sounds, sounds interesting, actually. Yeah. Can, um, it be, can it be played in Australia? <laughs> good question. Uh, yes, I would say yes, I think it can. Yes. <laughs> and by that we mean it's... Uh, it, Obviously, it's uh, not so mature, as mature as Disco Elysium is that uh, apparently it can't be played in Australia. But yeah, no, I think you could. <laughs> yes, please uh, please see or listen to other episodes. Yeah. Uh, a few episodes ago where we just discussed this, that Disco Elysium was not permitted to be sold in Australia for, well, reasons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sounds, sounds interesting. So that's Hitchhiker, a mystery game. And as you mentioned, Laura, you play this on Steam, but it's available on, well, different places. Okay, so thank you, Laura. So, Laura, you have just gone hitchhiking. And now, uh, Thomas, um, don't forget me, which is what I've been saying to you now as, uh, <laughs> he keeps you know, saying as, as we get older, as we get older, you know, our memory might not be what it once was. Are you so again? Just hope you, <laughs> hope you don't forget me, Thomas. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, it's also the name of the game that you played. Uh, about me. <laughs> do, do you remember the game you played, Thomas? Oh, this is no. a cooking yeah? show. What, what are we on about games? Oh, no. <laughs> well, enough uh, nonsense. Uh, yes, uh-huh. I played Don't Forget Me, 
which is uh, developed and published by The Moon Pirates. And it's a cyberpunk game. That's probably not very surprising since I played it. Um, and um, it's actually a point-and-click adventure game without pointing or clicking uh, because you can only play it with keyboard. Oh. You are a friend. You wake up with no memory uh, at someone's door and that someone is Bernard and Bernard is a copyist. And what does he do? He copies memories of people. Uh, that is possible because people in this uh, in this world, this is a, a cyberpunk a futuristic Earth, they all have a memory chip implanted that uh, basically records everything they, they do, all their memories. People go to his clinic to have certain memories copied, like a wedding day or something like that. The funny thing is they don't have any way of playing it, recorded memories, but they record it so they uh, they think like, oh, in the future someone will think of something to play it so then people can see these these memories. This is a cyberpunk game, so shit hits the fan, of course, because there's a lot more going on. There's always something nefarious going on with governments, etc., etc. And in this case, uh, it's the same thing. I'm not going to tell you what exactly, because that's uh, a part of the story. But what makes this game uh, very interesting is the way the searching for memories works it's basically sort of a detective game because you go into someone's mind and then you have to use keywords to unlock the road towards what you're looking for in that person's mind so for instance uh, someone comes in and you have to try and make that person a bit comfortable so that person tells you about uh, his or her job then it's a very good way to start by typing in the person's job and then if you're correct some new text comes up and then usually you also see like some dots on how many ways you can go and and usually you can find the next word or words from that text you just unlocked and that way you either enter a dead end and then the program tells you it's a this is a dead end so you have to go back or you get towards the end and once you get to the end you can either exit or you can try and unlock the other roads to find more information. But the, the ultimate goal in, when you go into someone's mind is to get to the end of the, of the thought bubble and unlock the information that is there. So basically, you're, you're, you're mind reading. This has some consequences later on in the game. The way you do this also changes a bit. But I, th- I found it very, very interesting the way they did this. Uh, the whole concept of this copying of these these memories, uh, the way they use it in Don't Forget Me, I found very cool to play. You have to pay attention, though, because I accidentally clicked a bit too fast when I was getting a patient in, so I missed some information, and I had no clue how to start looking. Uh. So I had to actually replay a bit. Mm. <laughs> um, Sorsha, you'll be happy to know that this game uh, only saves at the beginning of a chapter. Mm. Oh. You can't save in between. Um, mm. So if you, for some reason, have to start over, you start at the beginning of the chapter. How long is each chapter, roughly? Not that long. How long is that? Uh, uh, <laughs> d- depends on the chapter, okay. but they're not... Uh, like 20 minutes? You can re- 30? That depends on how long you, t- you yeah. have to search. <laughs> but like, is there, what kind of average length would you, I'm just, just because of the save comment, I'm just interested to. Yeah. It's hard to say because mm. um, once you start looking for in the memories, it can take quite a while. But if you have to replay that, sure. it's easy because you know which words you need to, to, to unlock. You could technically, once you have 
gone from one end to the other once you can technically put in the last word and immediately go there that is not fun but the fun is in discovering uh, all the words in the first time so i i had to replay that bit but it just put me back at the beginning of the chapter uh, so i could pay attention to what the lady was actually saying and then i could go through the the whole detective bit it's all pixel art it looks really good it's it's very cyberpunky it doesn't go to that many locations but the game doesn't need that because the locations are inside the person's head so you you can consider that a location as well and it it does use some very some tropes that are common to cyberpunk uh the story reminded me a bit of encodia that i played at the beginning of the year which is also a cyberpunk game they also use some some common cyberpunk tropes which is fine as long as it's done well the thing i have a bit of an issue with was the end because it kind of ends really abruptly and i actually replayed the last chapter to make some different choices and it ended differently but still abruptly so i'm gonna try and replay it again to see if i can like i didn't i didn't win the game but it felt too short for me i missed the climax mm. uh it's building up but there then it didn't really really hit that climax and that's how i felt like with uh, hitchhiker as well yeah yeah mm. uh, and um I would definitely still recommend this game because the whole game is quite good. I, I played it for about three and a half hours. It's not that long a game, uh, but the whole detective part makes it really interesting, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I just wish that the ending was a bit had punched a bit harder. I, I just wish I, I could have played a bit longer. I, I wanted to spend a bit more time in this in the company of these of these people because I like the story and I like the characters. So that's my that's my criticism. It was it was a bit getting used to just playing completely with keyboard because you're so used to you know literally pointing and clicking but that takes like a minute and then you're used to it you basically walk around and once you uh, if you want to interact you press space and if it's possible to interact then then it will and you can use the the, the cursor keys or the wasd to also scroll in uh, any uh, dialogue options you have it's very straightforward very easy love the graphics there is no um, voice acting but there is good music in uh, in, in this uh, in this game. Uh, so there's some jazz. It felt very noiry, uh, especially in the beginning, because they use uh, Bernard is, is a fan of jazz music, so they use some some jazz tunes, uh, which I really liked. So um, yeah, don't forget me. I would uh, I would say play this game if you like it, uh, if you like what I just just told you. How how long did it take you to finish? Yeah, three about three and a half. About hours. three and a half. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Again, so another short one. Yeah, there, and I re- and I replayed the last chapter. So there's different endings. Then it sounds like you were saying. Well, I yeah, I had some. I could make some different choices in the in the end. I could make different choices elsewhere as well yeah. because you discover things about the patient, the people who come into your clinic, and you can just like uh, you can decide what you want to do with them if you want to help them or not, and if so, uh, how and and why. So uh, once the game is done. You can see the whole timeline of all the choices that you made, and you can go back and replay. Uh, you could technically replay the entire game, but you, uh, you can also go back to chapter three and replay that, and then make different choices. So there is there is replayability there, and I guess that is also a bit the point of the game. Just like in She Sees Red, where the whole point is that you replay certain parts to find out more of the story. Right. Okay. And I think here, and I think here it is to replay certain parts to try and get the story a bit different because I I have not tried all the different choices, but I would reckon that making different choices at certain points would influence how the story ends. 
it's hard to, to explain this without yeah. spoiling yeah, things. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, uh, I, I backed this on Kickstarter, so I'm glad you overall enjoyed it. I mean, still, you know, I think about, it's a pity about uh, just automatic saving and uh, the abrupt ending, but uh sounds like you still, you still enjoyed it. Yes, and I do hope they do they do they do more with because I really like the whole concept of the the memories and and everything. That's a really cool concept that I had not mm. seen in executed in this way mm. uh, before in a cyberpunk game. It's, uh, maybe somebody asked, but then I'm not aware of it. And I I love cyberpunk games, so this this was uh, and I love detective games. The only thing that was missing was a taxi. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in uh, Don't Forget Me Part Two. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, I would love to see what uh, what the Moon Pirates do next. Yeah. So that is Don't Forget Me. So uh, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, and it is out uh, now on Steam and GOG. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you, Thomas. So now for our final game we're going to talk about, I had a chance to play the new Dark Side Detective game, Dark Side Detective A Fumble in the Dark. Now, just before we get to the game, this is a true story that is relevant. Did I tell you guys that my house is haunted? It's, uh, yeah, no, there's a banshee, I believe, living here. And so during lockdown, I got, uh, what is it called? A Ouija board. And I tried to communicate with her. Aren't banshees like really evil spirits? Yeah. Well, I just wanted her to reveal herself. I just, I was lonely. I want to talk to her, but the banshee, <laughs> Even the banshee doesn't ghosted speak to me. The, oh, say it again. The banshee ghosted me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, I should have known this is something like Georgia, bless you. And, well, if you like that joke, there are plenty more like that in this game. Not as good as that no, one. No, they're better. Don't defame the game. <laughs> no, the, the game that, uh, the game that Dark Side Detective, you know, it's a pity that, uh, uh, Detective McQueen and, uh, Patrick Dooley couldn't investigate that case. Mm. Um, the case of the so, bad joke. So you play... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so about the game then, you play as Detective McQueen. So this follows on directly from events in the first game where your partner, uh, Detective Inspector Dooley, has been uh, he's in the dark side dimension and you have to go with a friend of yours to try and find out where he is, where he was last, and then try and bring him back. So the game is, is split up into different cases. So there's six cases overall with a seventh on its way. The first case is, I think, the largest, the biggest case. And then the, le- the next few cases, they're not as big, they're still long enough. And yeah, so it's, it's pretty similar to the first game that, uh, you, you don't really play this game for its overall plot. <laughs> it's, uh, it's mainly about the jokes and it's about the humor and the characters as well. And thankfully, they, for me, they've struck gold again, because this is just as funny, in my opinion, as the, the last game. There are different kinds of jokes. There are jokes in, you know, the situations. There are jokes, uh, there are puns, but I was, I did find myself laughing, you know, quite a lot and, you know, with a smile on my face as well. And also kind of they strike close to home for some people. For one example is when you ask a character at a carnival, so how do you uh, work in a carnival? And uh, the guy said, well, I gave up on my dreams and handed in a CV. <laughs> <laughs> and then McQueen says, oh, this strikes very close to home. <laughs> and just, just constantly when you click on things, when you click on objects, when you click on uh, characters, uh, most of the time there, there are jokes 
as well, and they're relevant to the investigation as well. And as I said, the jokes land. Now, there's no voice acting. Uh, and also there's, like the last game, there is not a lot of animation. There is more. There is some animation. So you do see, see some cars moving. Uh, sometimes some characters move, but not a whole lot. So the humor really is a lot of it to do with the writing. And it is really, really good. Another thing I liked about it, about the humor is that it's not snarky. It's not sarcastic because I'm sure you guys as well have played. I've played several adventure games, so-called comedy adventure games. Some of them people consider classics, which I personally did not find funny. I didn't laugh at them. Uh, Are you this on game, about Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis again? No, not that joke. No, oh. not that game. No, no other game. I, I mean, think I know what you're game, about, Not just one but... game. <laughs> Where just some people just think that if you're snarky, if you're sarcastic and mean-spirited, it's funny. Oh, but the in pony this game, Well, yeah, Deponia and also, I'm sorry, Simon the Sorcerer. I did not like those games, unfortunately, mainly for those reasons. But in this game, the characters are really nice to each other. And actually, Dave Gilbert mentioned this in his game on Avowed, that he had the characters be nice to each other, be friendly with each other, like each other. And that works really well. It's similar in this game. The characters, they are funny. I mean, you have McQueen, who is the you know, quote, a straight character and Dooley is a dim-witted kind of fool. But people like him. He's better dealing with people, uh, whereas McQueen is more awkward and more socially awkward. But they never make fun of the characters. They never really mock each other or, you know, tease each other or snark with each other to support each other. And you can see that McQueen really wants to help his partner Dooley get back to this world and, uh, you know, help each other. And I really like that as well. The humor is kind of, you know, very funny but nice kind of humor, which I think we can all use as well. Uh, it's pixelated graphics, like the last time. Um, there's also, they also make fun of themselves, the developers. There's a lot, quite a bit of meta humor. They say, for example, oh, we bust the budget on the first case, and then the rest of the cases are a lot smaller because we didn't have the budget. And then they say, oh, how did you see me? You don't have any eyes. <laughs> and, uh, I just like, like that as well. That, um, you know, McQueen says, Oh, this character wa- was sarcastic. And Dooley says, Oh, if there were voice acting, I would have known, but uh. there isn't. <laughs> so it's, um, it, it was really, really good. So far, I think this is the funniest game that I've played this year. I was laughing all the way through. There, I, I there are some puzzles. It's, yeah, I was um, going to say, how, not... how do they compare to the first one? Because I, I played a little bit of the second one. I'm on the first mm. case. The first one I played all the way through. And I, I, I enjoyed the first one for the fact that the puzzles were pretty intuitive. And I'd be interested to know if it, that continues in the second. It's... It's it's similar. Yeah, I did need to walk through a couple of times. There was one time where I didn't know, but it turns out that I was thinking kind of too logically. Uh, but generally, it's used this object with this object or with this character. It's not really that difficult. Um, I don't, there are puzzles, you know, you do have to think for a few of them. But I don't think they should um, be too difficult for many, uh, you know, experienced adventure game players. Uh, there are a couple of not really, you know, very easy logic puzzles as well, and it is a nice variety. But then, you know, you, you know, again, most of the time is you take one, you know, take collect different inventory items, and then you can combine them, use them. Uh, they weren't, you know, hugely, hugely difficult, I, I would say. Uh, so yeah, I think it's pretty similar to the first game. So if you like the first game, I think you'll like this game. Just that this was a bit longer. It took me a little bit over 10 hours to complete. And uh, the music is also really good, kind of like really kind of mysterious and again, twins peaky, if that's a word. 
uh, which well it is now, uh, but kind of like a humorous Twin's Peak. It's, uh, it doesn't take itself. Yeah, Lynchian. Or, yeah, I mean, Lynchian. it's not Twin's Peak. You well, know, it's Twin I mean, Peaks. It's, well, yeah. Well, you, you know, that. that. <laughs> Twin's Peak. No. no. That's what I'm saying. That's well, that doesn't that. mean anything. I'm inventing a <laughs> Sounds more like the uh, X-rated version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this game is not X-rated. It's uh, it's another thing that you can, it can be enjoyed by the family. There's nothing that's kind of rude either in it. Um... But yeah, no, I was very happy. I'm very happy to say that this game, it, it landed for me as well. It's, uh, it's, 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 I think just as good as the first game because, you know, the first game is struck gold and you're always wondering with the sequel, will it do the same? And I think as well, it's still just as funny. Uh, you can tell. And also they make it look kind of easy. You think, oh, it's easy to, uh, make a funny game. But as we've discussed with other previous games that it's not yeah. easy. Uh, it is developed by Spooky Doorway and it was published by Akupara Games and it's available oh, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, ju- just about everywhere. Steam, GOG, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Google Stadia, Game Jolt, Utomic. I don't know what that is, but it's available there <laughs> as well. So I would, again, definitely if you want again to... Just does it feel to like it comes? Sorry, I was just going to say, does it feel like it come to a c- conclusion? Does it feel like that they've got another what sequel in the pipeline, or do you think not without giving away an ending? Uh, does it feel like they they have a seventh case? They said that is in development. Oh, okay. Uh, so presumably it's like an extra case, like the last time, because they released a few cases in the first game, and they had some extra cases. There was a Christmas case, and there's another case. So I think it's something like that. Um, yeah, there was an ending. There was, um, you know, or a resolution rather. Um, okay. Yeah. And I hope that there is another game. Uh, we'll see what else they do. Uh, and also they go to Ireland in one. Yeah, case. so I was going to say, Galway. so they don't just stay. It's, so it was set all. It was all set in America at the first yes, season, wasn't it? In uh, in twi- in Twin Lakes. Yes. Twins uh, Lake. Most of the cases are <laughs> Twins Twins Lake. <laughs> they are mostly set in Twin Lakes, but then I've got not going to no. spoil it why they go, but uh, they do go to Galway. Uh, well, they are based nice in Galway, for... so true. That's probably why the developers are based in Galway, Ireland. But but okay. yeah, I I, I wish I knew how, what they looked like because I might have run into them. <laughs> I never knew it. <laughs> never know. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a small place. And just as mysterious in this game. <laughs> so yeah, so that is a dark side detective, a fumble in the dark, and I would highly, highly recommend people check it out. Yeah, I see it's it's on a lot of platforms, but it's also on yeah. Switch, and my Switch is coming in tomorrow. Nice. So this might be one that I'm going to try and play on Switch. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Uh, this will be a perfect game, I think, to play on the go, because as I said, you can play in different cases um, there as well. And I believe whenever you quit the game, you can save. So you can quit the game at any time and it will save. Okay. So I believe to finish off, uh, our topic this week, uh, don't know who wants to, uh, Thomas, you, uh, you mentioned our topic on Discord. So what was our topic? <laughs> Please well, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> the topic was about refunds. It was the game that Laura reviewed before your eyes where somebody played the game, said it was amazing, and immediately requested a refund from Steam. Because it was only two hours. Because, yeah, because at Steam, you get a no-questions-asked refund if you uh, do it within two weeks and if the game has been played for less than two hours. So that is obviously very nasty if you have Mm. a short game, like Before Your Eyes. 
or some other games that are that are short. So we ask our community what did they think of that because we also have a few we have a few developers in our uh, Discord channel. So if you want to join our Discord channel, please do because there's a lot of yeah interesting cool people there mm. discussing interesting and cool stuff. We'll put the link and you sometimes on the show notes. Yeah, and we'll yeah we'll put the link in the show notes and you sometimes get invited to playtest games as well, which is always fun. Back to the topic, we asked them what did they think of this. Uh, we got a few replies. So we have uh, Rotom Aaron, who says they can't make their policy much more strict because they sell games with no compatibility guarantee, unlike Gold. this is Steam he's talking yeah. about, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it is Steam. Yes. In the past, I've bought games that just don't work and missed the refund window, so I'm against making it any stricter. They will happily sell you games that are known not to work on Windows 10. Probably going through to verify compatibility would be much more expensive than losing a few bucks on returns. And then Strubbeldunschnitch. <laughs> I still don't know how to pronounce it. You have to name. ask Sorry. them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went through my game when I released it incorrectly. I had put the demo on my main page by mistake and they told me that it needed to be the full game. The only thing that said it was a demo was at the end of it. I'm really not sure how they do things. One person okayed the content on my demo page and another flagged it inappropriate on my main game page. So he kind of goes into to explaining how they, they do that. How and then the Ingo Warnke yeah. says, I'm basically not buying from Steam, so this is not something that personally affects me. I remember big discussions five, six years ago on Gamer Sutra when this was introduced. What I remember was that, as usual, that had a small effect on economics and may have driven down the commercial prospects of short games. But my guess is that the net effect was that players could easily get non-working games, maybe totally, maybe because of system requirements, refunded and could buy borderline game and see if it was something for them so we see downsides and upsides here mm. so what do you think yeah for me um i haven't really thought about the fact that obviously you could play with these shorter games you could play you know a full game and, and then get refunded uh, which sucks obviously for the developers because you know especially and it's indie developers developers mainly that would lose out on that because they're more likely to be making short games i mean it's interesting um Ingo's uh, point about there, there are advantages to Steam re refunds to developers as well. Like he said, it, the mm. article, if you're in the Discord, he uh, links to quite an interesting article saying um, the more pleasant forums, more adventurous purchases, extra money in the pockets of customers. Um, so that's kind of, I haven't really thought about that side of it. I wonder, it's a difficult one for Steam as to what they can do for their refund policy and what they would do differently, I guess. Um, I I'm interested. I don't know. Is two hours too? I, I don't know if that two two hours is a decent amount yeah. of time to know if you like a game or not. Yeah, but we do have games that are finished in two hours. Yeah, nowadays. exactly. And it would really that there, there should be some. I don't know if that if that's even possible technically. You know, game time and 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 everything if a game is like less than two hours that you should not be able to refund it that way but it's also usually not a very expensive game so i don't mm. know why someone would do that mm. but if you buy a game like resident evil and you don't like it yeah then that's usually like 20 hours or something and then you can easily play that for two hours and know to know if you like it or not. yeah I so it's it's difficult i, I suppose and it, it's obviously this steam can do this because of uh drm because they track the time spent in a game mm. and obviously for example so something like itch.io is drm free uh you download it from your browser so they're not able to track time spent in a game um so they don't do that kind of process um, and what did 
DRM stand for again? I think it's digital rights management, which is to do with copyright protection for digital media, basically. But itch.io is DRM free. Um, basically, I think for them, what they do is a buyer requests a refund, they contact support and then they have to, they have to do it that way. And then if the seller wants to issue a refund, they need to contact itch.io. So it's a, it is a bit more of a drawn out process. Steam definitely has it automated, mm. but it's whether smaller developers what, it looks um, like epic is the same it says games uh are eligible for refund within 14 days of purchase you mustn't have less you must have less than two hours of runtime on record so there you go it's the same kind of thing so that must that must have gone some thought into that yeah others uh pick it up as well so the 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 down the the upsides must outweigh the downsides then but maybe they just didn't realize or what would happen with with these sh- short games I don't, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting ROM really as to I, what else they could do. I don't, I don't know how else they could, it's got to be measured in some kind of time, I think. Otherwise, as it yeah. says with itch, you just get these people, you know, you're having to put a request in, the developer is, and it doesn't sound quite as joined up. I mean, would it be possible for, like, for developers of adventure games to say, if they're putting it on Steam, like how long the expected game is? So if it's three hours long, so then Steam can say for this game, if you're like, don't like it after half an hour because this game is short Maybe it should game. be a percentage of the that, game rather than... Yeah, or a percentage mm. of the game. Now, I know with some games that don't end, like, you know, like yeah, strategy games Yeah, but who decides that. that? Yeah, exactly. There are also games that uh, don't but, end. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a tri- it's but, tricky, isn't it? I mean, it's interesting yeah. as well. You can still get a refund for Steam if, if you play the game for more than two hours, but that's at Valve's discretion. So if you play for three hours, for example, you might be able to get a refund. It's, it's yeah. Has, has any of you ever requested a refund from any of the platforms? I, I did for one game. I had played it, but it wasn't uh, the game that I... It wasn't like the version of the game. You know, don't won't go into that yeah. for <laughs> the legal reasons, but uh, they they gave uh, a refund. Uh, but I hadn't played the game at all because as soon as I purchased the game, I read that it wasn't the actual version of the game that the developers had, um, had released. And so the developers were advising people not to play that game. So I thought, okay, yes, this is not the version of the game. It's the latest version of the game. So yes, yeah, so, so for Steam, like you have uh, different reasons uh, why you want a refund. So um, it was pretty easy to be to be fair to Steam. It was you know, it was clear because I know with other places, other you know companies, it can be very difficult <laughs> to request a, a refund. Yeah, I, I requested a refund on GOG for a game that I purchased and that just wouldn't run. Then I, <laughs> they first tried to troubleshoot with me because I really wanted to play the game. Uh, but when yeah, when okay. it just became clear that it was I could not play the game, they gave me a refund. Uh, was that okay. it was like four fifty or something? Okay, so have we discussed that? Anything else you guys would like to add? Oh, I would just say, obviously, yes, go uh, into the Discord if you've got you any thoughts on this and want to add your yes. thought. With, you know, the topic doesn't close once we finish this. If you've got no. any more from what we we've said, it, yes. feel free to go into the Discord and we'll put another topic in there before next episode. Do you guys know what you're playing next, uh, Thomas? Do you know, have any idea what I'm, you're I'm, playing? I'm, I'm just curious what our patrons are playing. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us on Patreon. Thank you for reminding me. If you, uh, We are on uh, Patreon so we are an independent uh, podcast we pay for everything ourselves if you'd like to help support us you can uh, go to patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast so you get these episodes 
uh, early. There were also some uh, extra episodes. So there are some extra interviews that I did, some spoiler interviews that I did with people like James Dearden, uh, developer of Techno Babylon, developers of Interrogation, You Shall Be Deceived, and other games as well. Um, Agustin Cortez, who spoke about the ending of Scratches, and others as well. Uh, also some extra interviews that we did at Adventure X uh, that can only be heard on Patreon. And some extra ones as well. So you can join us as well. You can choose uh, $1 or $5 per month if you so wish. Uh, so that'd be really, really appreciated. If you're not able or don't want to, that's okay. Uh, another way people can help us is if they leave reviews. Uh, there is a link as well in the show notes. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash adventure games podcast. It'll take you to the different places where you can leave reviews. So iTunes and I believe it's somewhere else, which I've forgotten as well. But it takes pretty easy. And even just one or two sentences would really, really help us. So uh, thank you guys as always. So Thomas, do you know what you're playing uh, next? Have you decided yet? I have no? plenty of choice. Um, <laughs> I have Forgotten Fields that I can play. I have Silicon Same. Dreams that I can play. We are still playing It Takes Two, which is a great <laughs> game. Yes. But, uh, Very hard. Bloody hard. And long. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of lot of value for your money there. Yeah. Yeah, I got some other stuff. I got plenty of choice. Uh, I got uh, Subnautica Below Zero coming in because I'm completely addicted to Subnautica. <laughs> I have not been able to play it a lot because I had to review some games, but I can't wait to dive back into the ocean of, of Subnautica. It's such a great game. It's not I an have adventure that game, game as well. I need to. But it's awesome. It's so cool. Probably be playing a lot of that too because that's why I bought a Switch. <laughs> so I can play Subnautica cool. everywhere. And, 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 and Laura, you know what you're playing? Or? Yeah, I'd like to finish Dark Side Detective 2. Otherwise, I also have Silicon Dreams. I'll try and play that. And uh, I might try There's a game called Buddy Simulator, which um, I might, which looks quite... It's kind of like a horror uh, sort of adventure game, which I'm interested in. Okay. So I might give that I've a go. That. Who knows? And obviously Resident Evil and Bloodborne as well. <laughs> and people can find you on Twitch as well, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah. Cress up on Twitch. So, yeah. Check me out then. Cool. Well, I will be reviewing the next uh, episode. I believe I'll be reviewing Erica, uh, which yes. is a game. Yeah, not the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this person, Eric. Yeah, in case you don't it's, know, uh, people, Sersha will now be reviewing his dates on oh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, nice sure people are. I remember with the, with the Banshee who ghosted me. Oh, uh, that didn't God. go so well. So hopefully Erica will go... <laughs> better uh but i'll be reviewing that and we'll see what else um, you might want to work on your jokes then i think so yeah uh, i mean well you guys are reviewing my jokes it seems so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sure listeners appreciate my jokes uh, <laughs> so well thank you guys as always we'll be here again in two weeks talk with the latest adventure games we've been playing so uh take care everyone and hope everyone is well thank you okay bye bye keep on questing